Um, I believe one thing that we all uh, have in common, one struggle that we all have in common, is contentment. I think we all, if we can admit it, we all struggle with contentment, and we live in a world that uh, bombards us with images that we need more. And there's an interesting word, maybe you've heard of it, and it's this word FOMO. How many of you have ever heard of the word FOMO? Okay, I just want to say, any of you 30 and over have ever heard of the word FOMO? Okay, everybody, th- okay, some of you, good, you guys are cool, you're hip, you're cool. Um, here's what it means, it stands for something, here's what it stands for, what? The fear of missing out. Now, I read an interesting article explaining this phenomenon, um, and they did some research behind it from a woman, a PhD named Elizabeth Scott, and actually the phrase was started in 1996 by a marketing strategist who actually coined the phrase, and now we understand with social media, it's only helped to accelerate this phenomenon of the fear of, of missing out. And what research has shown us is that when we see others and what they are doing, our sense of normal doesn't seem so normal. When we see what everybody else is doing, our sense of normal doesn't seem so normal, which can create a feeling of discontentment. And here's the reason why, is because we can look out at our world through social media, and, and like we've never had this before in years gone by, that we can see what everybody's doing, our 2,000 friends on Facebook, and see what everybody else is doing. The only other thing we had to compare our lives to were the Joneses who actually lived next door to us, right? Trying to keep up with the Joneses, and actually we had neighbors named the Joneses. And so we're, that's the only thing we had to keep. The Joneses got a new car, we're like, geez, they got a new car, we need to get a new car. The Joneses got a dog, we needed a dog, right? And now with the social media platform, there's this sense of the fear of missing out or what we think is normal is not so normal anymore. And so, uh, and, and we all understand that social media can be a platform that only shows our best. And it's easy to fall in this comparison trap of, of what we don't have or what others have that looks much better than what we have. And so what research has shown is that the fear of missing out was associated with a lower sense of having one's needs met and a lower feeling of life satisfaction in general. And if we look at the 23rd Psalm, really the 23rd Psalm is all about finding contentment. It's the Psalm of David that he gives us the secret of what it means to truly be content in the Lord. And he, he compares his contentment as a shepherd leading his sheep. A shepherd taking care of the sheep and how dependent the, the sheep are to the shepherd and the contentment that they're going to find in their lives. So the question is, how do we find contentment with so much that is distracting us and FOMO, the fear of missing out? How can we find contentment in our life? And it doesn't matter that the, uh, of the stress that we have in our life because we all know we're going to live with stress. It's always going to be around the corner. We think, we buy the lie thinking, well, it's going to get better next week. Right? In, in a month, things will what? Settle down only to find something else has replaced that thing that has caused distress in your life. So how do we live within the tension of stress and the things vying for our attention and at the same time finding rest and contentment for our souls? And so the 23rd Psalm is probably the most familiar of all the Psalms and probably one of the most familiar passages in all the Bible. And the 23rd Psalm talks and speaks to contentment and finding rest for our souls and our relationship with God. 
And David is going to speak from his personal relationship. Not only his personal relationship with God, but he understands this relationship as being a shepherd and taking care of his flock or his dad's sheep. And so he compares the Lord to a shepherd who loves and takes care of his flock. So let's see what we're going to look at the first couple of verses. We looked at verse 1 last week. We're going to look at verse 2 this week. Psalms 23, verses 1 and 2. Let, let's, um, let's all read it together, shall we? Let, let's all read it together. One, two, three. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. I like the NIV rendering there, the translation, he leads me beside quiet waters. I want you to notice a couple things after reading those verses. I want you to see that the Lord does it. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside quiet waters. It's, it's, it's sheep that are listening to the voice of the shepherd. And the shepherd has to lead the sheep in order for them to find contentment in their lives. That's the message right there. Let's pray and I'll go home because that's it. That's it. If you get that today, I'll feel good. I'll feel good. So last week what we did is we looked at the Lord is our shepherd. And this week I want to focus on on verse 2. And so what David does is he gives us this imagery of the Lord allowing us to rest in green pastures and leading us beside quiet waters. So David understood this fully well as he shepherded and took care of his father's flock. So here's what David understood. David understood a couple things. He understood that if sheep aren't content, they will not eat. Now, many of you know this classic book, uh, A Shepherd's Look at the 23rd Psalm by Philip Keller. And in, in his book, he explains four things that must occur for a sheep to lie down and find rest. And this parallels so well with our lives and why it's very difficult for us to find rest for our souls in our lives. So here are the four things. The first thing they, they must um, have in order to lie down and find rest is they must be f- uh, free from fear. They must be free from fear. That is the what ifs. So in our lives, if we always have that constant what if, what if this happens? What if this doesn't work out? How is this going to do it? It's all that, that fear of the what ifs. If, if they are not free from fear, they will not lie down. They will not find rest. If there's always fear of an animal right there or a predator right there beside them, if they don't take comfort in the shepherd that he's going to take care of them, uh, they will not lie down. The second thing is they will not lie down unless they are free from friction from others. And so what the shepherd is constantly doing is trying to keep drama out of the flock because of the diva flock, the diva sheep in the flock, and he's trying to calm everybody down, right? And this could be unresolved relationships for you and I. We can't find rest for our souls because something is unresolved in a relationship. Maybe a coworker, maybe a family member, you know, maybe it's a marital relationship. When there's something that is unresolved, it causes us not to rest in the Father's hands. Number three, they will not lie down if they are bothered by flies or parasites. And I call these the little distractions in our lives. And there's, there's a million little distractions in our lives. And for you that are parents, it's your kids, right? There's a million little distractions and they're always biting at your ankle, nick, 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 right? They want your attention all the time. And, and we can have all these distractions in our life that keep us from uh, resting. When we were 
visiting our son Colby, who's in the Navy a couple weeks ago in Virginia Beach. Uh, we went to this fruit stand, and uh, we we're there, and they had these um, they had these Angus beef cows out in the field. And you could go up near them, and you know some had big horns. And I remember getting really close to one. They were cute. They would come right up to the fence. We took some pictures. But what I noticed is they had all these flies on their back. And they were trying to itch against the fence and they were trying to use their horns to try to itch themselves from all the flies just harassing them constantly. And you could just tell they were agitated by it. That, that's the picture. If the, if the sheep are constantly being bothered by flies or parasites, they are not going to rest. They are not going to lie down. And the fourth thing is they will not lie down if they feel a need to find food if they feel a need to find food. And for us, this would be our worries about God's provisions. How is God going to meet this need? How is this going to happen in my life? Is this going to be taken care of? And so when we have that worry and anxiety in our hearts, it will cause us not to rest in our souls as much as as it is the same for a sheep if they feel like they need to constantly find food. So for us to find rest, we must trust God's provisions in our lives. And if I'm worried about life and, this, and how things are going to work out, we will not find rest for our souls. And I want you to listen to what Jesus says about worry. Because I don't know about you, I tend to be a worrier. I tend to get anxious about things. How are these things going to work out? And I tend to, you know, just think about it constantly. And here's what Jesus says about worry. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life or what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear? Is not life more than food and your body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, reap, or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Everybody say amen. Aren't you so thankful that God takes care of us and we are valuable to him? Can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life. See, what Jesus is trying to stress to us is what does worrying do? Does it do anything to help us? Does it bring peace to our lives? No, in fact, it does just the opposite. It makes us more anxious and it pulls us away from the rest that God wants us to have in him, that he is our provider and he will take care of us. And so Psalms 23 verse verse 2 is all about finding rest in God's provisions, that he is the one that leads us and he is the one that will take care of of us. And I want you to get a picture because I think sometimes we get this mindset of sheep being in this grassy green field living in the northeast and and they're penned in by fences and you just kind of let them go just to to graze in the nice grassy green fields of the northeastern part of the United States. Well, uh, in southern Israel, it's a semi-arid climate, and it doesn't look like that. In fact, the shepherd would have to lead the sheep to green pastures. They would have to trust the shepherd that he would lead them to a place where they would find their nourishment. I've got a picture of here what, what southern um, Israel looks like. So this is kind of a picture much different from, you know, living here in the northeast. And so the shepherd would have to lead them to these grassy green areas where they could find nourishment for their souls. And so, once again, it's the shepherd leading his sheep to find green pastures. So the idea that, the imagery that we're trying to gain here, that that David is trying to express, is the idea of green pastures is a thought of abundance. It's it's God leading us to a place where our souls are satisfied in him and him alone like nothing else can. 
See, for us, if, if we start going astray and doing ourselves and not, and not follow the good shepherd, not follow the Lord, we're going to be looking for things to try to satisfy our souls that are only temporary, that will last for a while, but then wanting us to want more and more and more. The idea is the sheep are there in their feasting and they're in abundance and they can rest because they've trust the provision that the shepherd has given them by leading them to this green, safe place of a pasture. It's a safe place to lie down. The sheep are brought here to rest because they are well provided for and they can actually lie down. I like what Justin Alfred says here about verse 2. In the 23rd Psalm, he says, a more literal translation of the first part of this verse would be, he continually causes me to lie down in green pastures. With the implication being that at times, I do not have the sense to know when it's best to lie down and rest in order to be renewed and refreshed. Therefore, God is my heavenly father and shepherd causes me to lie down in green pastures where he might renew and replenish me spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically giving me strength. We need to be led by the good shepherd. And sometimes things happen in our lives to cause us to stop and rest because our lives can go in a million different directions. Maybe it's a traffic jam. Right? Maybe you're stuck in traffic. Don't you love being stuck in traffic or an accident that's ahead of you? You love that, right? You, you turn on your praise music, right? You lift your hands. You're like, Lord, thank you for this traffic stop. Thank you, Lord, that I can just sit in my car for two hours and just stop and reflect on your goodness. Right? We all do that, right? Is that you? That's me. That's, I do that every single time. Ask Kathleen. No, I'm lying. Don't get struck down by light. No, it's, it's an irritation, right? This is, this is, I'm looking at my, you know, estimated time of arrival on, on Google. I'm like, we're not going to make the ETA now, right? That this is how I think. But maybe, just maybe, God uses those times, which I believe he does, to stop us, to say, rest in me. Rest in me. Find your peace in me. Maybe it's a sickness or an injury. Something happens that stops us and, and we see it as an inconvenience, but God uses it to stop us, to cause us to rest in him, that he is our provider. And God can and will use these situations to cause us, to cause us, to cause us to lie down and rest if we allow him to do those things. And so not only does God make us lie down in, in beautiful green pastures, but he also leads us to these quiet, still restful waters. And so David uses um, this word still or quiet or restful waters. Now, in, in, in Israel, there are these things called wadis. And what, what a wadi is, it's a ravine or a channel that is dry except during the rainy season. And a good shepherd knows not to lead his sheep towards a wadi, even though it's a tempting thing to do. And I've got a picture of, a, of a, what a wadi looks like. This is a ravine. This is a, a valley that can fill up with water very quickly during a flash flood. If you've ever been to the southwest, um, it's very deceiving if you're walking in a small channel. Uh, it's very beautiful in some of these areas. But what happens is there could be a lightning storm miles away 
and can create a flash flood in an instant and people have gotten trapped uh, in these canyons, uh, these slot canyons. You have to be very careful. And, and, and what, what, what a good shepherd is going to do is not leave them beside this area because he knows it's, it's dangerous. God leads us to quiet waters or literally restful or safe waters, not like the wadi, but safe waters, quiet waters, restful waters. These are life-giving waters that actually refresh. They refresh us. They allow us to rest knowing that God is our provider. See, the water that God leads us to is life-giving water that actually renews us. And that's where he wants us to be. See, my question to you this morning is, where are you trying to find water? Where are you trying to find water? And I was thinking about that this morning as I was just going over my notes and just, and just praying this morning. Many times when we pray, we want God to come. We want to sense his presence and know that he's with us. But what happens to me is many times when I pray, my prayers are anxious prayers. And what do I mean by that? Like, let's say you're a parent, you're praying for your kids. And, but their anxious prayers are like, Lord, just help them here and make sure they're safe here. And then you get done with your prayer and then you get up from your prayer and you start taking notes because you're like, oh, I got to make sure I tell them this or do that. And I got to make sure I do this list or that list. And I never found rest. You see, quiet waters or still waters trust the good shepherd that he's taking care of it. So when I get up from that presence, that time of prayer, I'm trusting the good shepherd that he's completely in control, that I don't have to take that burden and that anxiousness in my heart and then take it on myself. I can give it to the Lord. I can rest knowing that he's in control. It's a rest for my soul that God is truly in control. It's sitting in God's presence and letting him just speak to your heart. It's hard just to sit there sometimes because your mind is racing, right? And your mind goes to a million different things. It's those times that God wants to refresh your soul with his presence, telling you, hey, just rest. Just lay down. And I'm not talking about taking a nap, right? I'm talking about resting in him, allowing your soul to be completely consumed with God the Father that he has everything under control, You see, in the New Testament, we are told that Jesus encourages um, this woman that he he encounters at a well during midday. And and he gives her something that no one else could. And he tells her, I want to give you this this living water. And and it's recorded for us in John chapter 4. And he says, I want to do something for you that you're never going to find. And everyone had to go to this well to get the water. And the water was for drinking and cleaning and so on and so forth. But they would have to return constantly to get more water and to draw more water. And they would become thirsty again and they would need more water. And it's where Jesus meets this woman and he tells her something that she is not going to find in that well. That she's only going to find in him the living water. She will only find rest for her soul when she understands who Christ is. And listen to the words of Jesus. Jesus talks to her and he says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spirit of water welling up to eternal life. And he's saying, the water that I give you, you will never thirst again for other waters that will only leave you 
satisfied for a moment and then you'll have to look again and you'll have to come back again and come back again. You see, Jesus not only leads us to restful waters, but he leads us there to give us rest for our souls because he is the restful water. He is the living water. Jesus is our rest. Jesus, if he isn't in it, you're never going to find it. If Jesus isn't in it, you're, you're never going to find true rest. And so Jesus is that fulfillment of what David was describing. And so the sheep would have to trust the good shepherd that they're going to lead them not only to green pastures, but cause them to lie down by still water so they don't have to fear. Now, here's the thing. Was the predator still out there? Absolutely. And it, it always kind of, because in our woods behind us, we have, we have coyotes, and you can hear them at night, and it's kind of creepy if you hear it. And we have a little dog, you know, little, little, our little tulip's only 11 pounds, and uh, just a little dog. And so we got to constantly watch her because, you know, the coyotes could, could, could nab them really easily. So I know that they're out there, right? They're still out there, but there's a protection. So if one comes near, I'm taking it down. They're going to take my little doggy, right? It's going down. It's, it's, there's going to be a problem for the coyote, right? But here, here's the imagery. Sheep won't lie down unless they feel protected. See, the reason why most of us are restless in our spirits is because we haven't learned how to lie down and trust the Father that he has it under control. Listen, um, you know, we, we all worry about our kids, no matter how old they are. You know, we have, uh, we have Life 360 on our phones. It's the best app in the world for your parents. If you don't know what it is, it, you can check your kids on wherever they are. How many you, you know, know what Life 360 is? So I can check Lily. I can see how fast she's driving. I can text her, Lily, going too fast. Slow, slow it down, girl. Just like her mom, left foot mama, right? So I'm like, hey, calm it down. Settle it down. And uh, because you worry about them, right? You're concerned where they are. But at the end of the day, we have to trust our children to the Lord. At the end of the day, we have to trust our lives, everything to the Lord, that he ultimately is in control of our lives. And we can rest in the fact that God knows what we're going through, that God knows what we're going to face, that, that the coyotes are still out in the woods, but, but those sheep know that, but the shepherd is there and they feel, they feel the presence of the shepherd so they can lie down and rest in his presence. Do you hear what I'm saying? We need rest. I need rest. Because this world can just take over our hearts. There's a million things that we can be concerned with, that we can be worried about. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a worrier too, so that makes it worse for me. But to sit there in the presence of the Lord, that doesn't mean we don't work. That don't, doesn't mean we don't strive. That, means, that doesn't mean that we can become lazy and don't go home and say, well, pastor said I need to take a nap today. So I'm resting in my nap time, right? Listen, we need, ultimately, we need rest for our souls that God is in control. Be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We don't have to be anxious. 
we can rest knowing that the good shepherd is in control. See, I don't know where you are today. I don't know what thing that that you're struggling with today, but I know one thing, that Jesus is the fulfillment of everything David was talking about. And this is what Jesus says to us. He says, come to me. Those who are wearied, burdened, stressed out, anxious, and I'm going to put more on your plate. I'm going to give you more to worry about. What does he say? And I will give you rest. That word there means peace. I'll give you peace and quiet, just like a sheep that is laid down by still, quiet waters. Let me give you that peace. Let me give you that rest. The ultimate rest can only come from Christ. The shepherd was the only one who could lead the sheep to green pastures and restful waters. The sheep would never, ever find it on their own without the good shepherd. We need to be led in the same way because we can easily wander into dangerous places and try to figure out things on our own. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me to quiet waters. He's all about, this is all about rest and provision. So the question for you this morning, are you at rest? Are you restless? Are you anxious? What's keeping you from rest? Is it fear? Is it the what ifs of life? Is it the next thing? Is it the next thing? Is it friction from others, unresolved relationships? Are you, are you allowing minor things to bother you continually? Are you worried about God's provision? How would this thing get taken care of? And I would say, come to Christ. Come to Christ. Come to the, the Good Shepherd. Are you resting in Christ and allowing Him to give you peace so that He can give you wisdom and understanding to look at whatever you're looking at with right eyes? not with anxious eyes, right? Not with stress, not with a stressful heart, with knowing like, okay, I still know the coyotes are in the backwoods. But let me have wisdom from the Lord not to allow that to dominate and rule my heart so it causes me to stop living for the Lord. Or it robs me from the joy that Christ desires to give me today. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to do what? I'm going to worry and get stressed out, right? No, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to do what? I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. All that stuff is still there. I don't know what's going to happen next week or the week. It's all still there, but Lord, give me wisdom to handle those situations correctly, but not with, not with stress and anxiety. We all need spiritual rest. Rest from worry rest from stress, and rest from confusion. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. <laughs> Once again, who's still out in the backwoods? Coyotes are still out there. You're going to wake up tomorrow. The, the problems and stress and health things are still going to be there. But, 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 I have a peace now that the good shepherd is there. He's taking care of me. And I can rest in his presence and find peace for my life 
as I continually develop my relationship with Jesus, that he will take care of me. He will. But we got to be led. we got to let him allow us to be led by him that we can lay down and trust him that he's provided for us. So I don't know where you are today. I don't know what thing is causing anxiety or where your stress is today. I would say lay that thing down at the Good Shepherd's feet today. We're going to sing a beautiful song in closing today. And I don't want you to leave this place without prayer. Um, and if, if there's something that you're going through or just need prayer for, we want to pray for you. As we sing that song, I'm going to invite you to come forward. And we want to pray for you. And just lay that thing before the Lord, whatever it is. So if you feel so led and just want to lay that before the Lord, I want to invite you to come forward and just give it to the Lord and let us agree with you in prayer so that you can have the peace that Christ desires to give you today to give you rest for your soul. So you're saying, okay, I know what you're thinking. I know what all of you are thinking. Okay, Pastor, what do I do tomorrow morning when I wake up and all that anxiety and stress comes back over my heart again? You keep going back to the Good Shepherd. Apply those disciplines in your life that draw you to Christ and his presence. Do those things. Make them an active part of your life and spend that time with him so you can hear from him and he can settle your spirit down. That's what we can do, is trust him each and every day as we lay those things before him. Father God, we just bow our hearts before you today and I thank you, Lord, that you desire to give us rest for our souls. You didn't say you would take away all the troubles in the world, but you did say, I will give you rest for your souls so that you can look at all the problems in the world with with a different set of lenses. That those things don't have to control us. The thing that should be controlling us is the Good Shepherd and how he's leading us. So Lord, may you cause us to lie down today and trust you. And whatever those needs are, whatever those things are distracting us, we lay them at your feet, Lord. We give them to you. Help us, God, to know that you are there and your desire is to give us rest for souls. But we need to trust you. We need to follow you. We need to allow you to lead us in order for that to happen. So allow us to be found in your presence, to take time to be in your presence so that you can speak to us and that you can settle our spirits as we feast on your word, as we sit in your presence, God. Help us, Lord. We thank you that you're always there. You never leave us or forsake us and nothing can separate us from your love. Thank you for your rest. Thank you for the rest that we find in Christ Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We ask these things in your precious name. And all God's children said, amen, amen. If you need prayer, come on down. Otherwise, let's stand if you're able and let's sing this to the Lord and let's express our love to him. God bless you.